the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. When I'm kind of busy doing things, I don't profoundly experience God. But when you set those things aside and begin to seek God and wait on Him and worship, that pressing in builds the excitement and the hunger. When Jesus said, come and drink of this water and you will never thirst again, there's an element of, of action on our part. I want to remind you as often as I can, do not let feelings dictate your pursuit of God or you will rarely do it. The feelings in the Christian faith follow obedience. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this life-giving message from Pastor Shane titled, The Cure for Spiritual Drought. R.C. Sproul once said, No amount of Christian activity compensates for an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. There is nothing in this universe you need more desperately than Christ. Join us as Pastor Shane brings the truth of the gospel message clearly. Will you today listen to the call of Jesus and commit your life to His love today? You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. Psalm 63, it's a psalm of David. He's in the wilderness of Judah. Now, when you understand David's story, it gives you a little bit more perspective. Do you know why he's in the wilderness? Many theologians think it's because he is actually running from his own son. Could you imagine that? And the Old Testament was brutal. They would kill you. Absalom is trying to take the throne, and David is on the run with a lot of his people, his army. It's part of the judgment of God, I believe, on what he did with Bathsheba and different things. But his own son has an army that's trying to take over and kill David, his father. And so he's in the will. Can you imagine that? I mean, you think you're having a hard week. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's just amazing. But I like what Charles Spurgeon said. David carefully made his worship suitable to his circumstances and presented to his God a wilderness hymn when he was in the wilderness. There was no desert in his heart, though there was a desert around him. The wilderness will teach you. That wilderness heart. If you ever want to read uh, anyone, read Spurgeon. I believe it's called the treasuries or the treasures of David. The treasuries of David, something like that. He gives a commentary. And these guys went deep because they didn't have phone and the internet. They could spend, I, I, I get jealous sometimes. Like I spent 12 hours in study reading their, I'm like 12, whoa. 
That must be nice. Candle lit, right? The candle light with the, with the oil and, <clears throat> and the kids were probably outside playing, but it just, these guys can write and we, we can get so much from them. <clears throat> there was no desert in his heart, though he, there was a desert around him. So here's David, Psalm 63. Oh God. Oh God. And you can hear his cry. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So a couple things. His relationship with God motivated his pursuit. Oh God, you are my God. Young adult, or if you're 88 years old, it doesn't matter. That relationship motivates pursuit. And that's how sometimes I had to do it recently. Strengthen yourself in the Lord, even when you don't feel like it. Can, can I be honest tonight? When I got this morning, I'm like, oh, I'm preaching tonight. I committed, I committed, I committed. But then you get in the Word, you start to worship. Ah, I'm excited now. I'm ready. And you, you strengthen yourself in the Lord. And that, that my God, I, I'm, I'm dry, Lord. I early will I seek you in that relationship with God. Your God motivates pursuit. So we say, I don't know how to pursue God. Ask him to help you. Focus on that relationship. And then also the power of priorities. You are my God. Early will I seek you. He chose not to sleep in. Nothing wrong with that from time to time, but there, there's a, there's a pressing priority. Right? If you've got to get up early and go to the doctor, it's a priority. If you've got to get up early and get your kids somewhere, it's a priority. Uh, LAX, you got to get, you set that alarm. I set two alarms sometimes. I usually haven't used an alarm maybe three times in 20 years. But for those times where I've got to be out early, early, it's, it's, it's a priority for you and for me. And the power of having God as the, as the priority will change your life. Also, he prioritized the pursuit. He prioritized his pursuit of God. And what it did, this is interesting, it caused his thirst for God. So the way it works is even when I don't feel like it, right back to feelings, even when I don't feel like it, Lord, I'm thirsty. I'm dry. Have you ever been there dry spiritually? Spiritually dry. Just the, your prayer. You don't even want to pray. You don't want to open the Word of God. There's a, there's a deadness has set in. There's a dryness. But you say, but Lord, I'm going to strengthen myself in you and I'm going to press in. And even though I'm thirsty in this dry and barren land, you will give me water to drink. You will give me that living waters that Christ spoke of. And the wilderness ultimately depletes you to renew you. And I started to think about it this week. There's a lot of people who had wilderness experiences. Somebody by the name of Jesus. And I don't think it's... Why did Jesus go in the wilderness for 40 days to fast if it's no big deal? It prepared Him for ministry, obviously. What about Moses? Wilderness. Paul actually had his conversion... Did you know that the Bible records that after his conversion, it says, King James, I think, says, he did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, but he went to the desert. <laughs> think of the desert of Arabia. David spent time in the wilderness. Joshua, when they're out in the wilderness, I love that, that verse where it says that, but Joshua stayed behind in the tabernacle of the Lord to seek his face. He loved to linger in the presence of God. And as much as we don't like the wilderness experience, it depletes you to renew you. 
Because there, there are certain things you can't learn in life when things are going well. Do you realize all these wonderful <clears throat> chapters and verses in the Bible were written at difficult times? Take a look at the, the majority of Scripture. Most of the Psalms of David were when he was going through difficult times. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. The bones that you have broken may rejoice. Or the prophets who would cry out, Oh, children of Israel, turn back to God. Jeremiah would say, My, my eyes are like a river running down. Have you heard of a book of lamentations? Doesn't sound too appealing. He's lamenting that wilderness experience. And many times we discard the wilderness experience or we, we want to hurry up and get out of it. Or if you're like many people, I had to be very careful too. And I, I say this a lot, it's a little catchy, but it's true. You either become bitter or you become better. There's not a middle ground. Bitter in the wilderness. That could be a good sermon title. And isn't that where most of us get upset and frustrated in that wilderness time? Things are not moving quick enough. Spurgeon also said, when the bed is in the softest area, we are the most tempted to rise at lazy hours. <laughs> this guy, I just quoted him all night. Isn't that true? I remember we would go camping with my dad and not, not too often. I like, now if I go camping, I want it to be a nice cabin with a five star Airbnb rating, right? But when you're younger, you can, you can sleep in the tent when there's nothing on the ground but dirt and a sleeping bag. And you get up, it's still early in the morning, dark out, and you want to get up because you weren't sleeping well. Those are back in the time. You ever see Kennedy Meadows off the 14 freeway? We'd go hunting up there, and we would ride in the back of the truck. You could do that back then. No seatbelt, nothing. Just laying down in the back of the truck for hours. Wasn't comfortable either. But the, the, the soft bed is hard to get out of. But when the comfort is gone and the couch is hard, if we rise early to seek the Lord, we have much for which to thank the wilderness. Thank the wilderness. Thank the wilderness if it draws you closer to God. And I love this quote about Ian, from Ian Bounds. You've heard this before many times, I'm sure, in my articles and different things. He said the men, and I put in their parentheses, and women obviously, who do the most for God, have been early on their knees. He who fritters away the early morning in other pursuits will make poor headway seeking God the rest of the day. And we know it. It's hard. And all of us have different schedules. Some of you are late-nighters and it works good for you. And I think if it works good, you have to do what works good for you. But there is something about the freshness of the morning. And I don't like waking up feeling behind the eight ball. It's like, oh, it's already what time? And I got, I'm so far behind. Getting up the freshness, giving, I think God should get our best strength, personally. I don't think he, whether, whether you're late night or mid, I can't even do mid afternoon because by then the day is going crazy. But it's that, that, you know, I, I just love 4 a.m. It's dark out and it was raining, right? And it's just this pressing into God and, and God filling our hearts. And, and, and now I can, and now the foundation is built for the rest of the day. Some of you, if you can stay up late and you seek God and you wake up refreshed, that works for you. You have to do what works for you. 
but there is something about giving God whatever time that is <clears throat> where your energy is at its height, that's the time to give God. And if you take a survey, most men, and I see it a lot, guess what? Guess what they do when they have the most amount of energy? Either work or work out. Nothing wrong with either. But God, and that's why we get home, we're so, we're too tired for God. Do you ever try to read the Bible when you're tired or you've had a long day? It's like, man, Lord, I'm sorry. That freshness, that's what he's doing here, the early morning hours. And then David said, so I've looked for you in the sanctuary, verse two. It's so important where you look, guys. I looked for you in the sanctuary. In other words, he pursued God. He wanted to see His power and he wanted to see God's glory. If you want to experience God, you've got to seek Him. You've got to look for Him. I've noticed this in my own life. I mean, obviously it's possible. But when I'm kind of busy doing things, I don't, I don't profoundly experience God. I'm experiencing the things I'm doing. But when you set those things aside and begin to seek God and wait on Him and worship, that pressing in builds the excitement and the hunger. When Jesus said, come and drink of this water and you will never thirst again, there's an element of, of action on our part. And again, I, I, I hate to say this, but I want to remind you as often as I can, do not let feelings dictate your pursuit of God or you will rarely do it. The feelings in the Christian faith follow obedience. Because it's not obedience if I feel like doing it. You'll get that on the way home. Think about that. Obey. Well, if I feel like obeying, that's not obedience. That's easy. Discipline. Paul disciplined his body when he didn't feel like it. And I think we've been, all the books out there, if I went in Barnes & Noble and looked in the Christian book section, I'm like, a lot of these don't help. Because they trust your feelings, your inner self, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But I, the Lord, I judge man according to his works, according to his deeds. Be careful about feelings. I love feelings when they come. God-given feelings. As you're pursuing God, those feelings do follow. Because your loving kindness, God's loving kindness is better than life. And I get excited about that. Better than life itself. Is it not? Ponder this for a minute. God's loving kindness, His grace, your relationship with Him is better than life. I would take that over life. Was was it David said, I would rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the largest cities with the wicked. There's something about pursuing God and, and His loving kindness. My lips shall praise you all the days long. There's a pa- and he, His son's about to kill Him. Boy, that gets rid of all excuses, doesn't it? I, have to, I had to look for you. And you have to get to that point. God, I've got to look for you. I don't feel like it. I'm broken. I'm desperate. I'm hurting. My enemies are coming after me. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand the school districts, the government. I don't understand. Oh God, but I look to you in lo- alone and I will seek you in your sanctuary. There's something special about coming to church and seeking God in the sanctuary. That's why the night John's leading, we're going to call a sacred assembly. 
just come together. Let's worship and see what God wants to do. He might heal. Does He still do that? He might set you free. He might give you... See, the more you seek Him, the more you find Him. And the more you find Him, the more you love Him. And the more you love Him, the more you want to keep seeking Him. He's an ever-present help in time of need. And you begin to understand the character and nature of God. That's the only way we're going to get through these difficult times. The only way. The closer... You've got to draw close to Christ during these times of uncertainty. Because a double-minded man... Did you, did you guys read last week Disease X? What, what is Disease X? These guys are driving me crazy. The World Health Organization comes out. We've got to prepare for Disease X. We don't know what it is yet. You guys. Man, this is, it's, it's, you remember the Twilight Zone? How many can relate? Was that in the 1960s or 50s? Can you, I can picture him doing a program in the year 2024. A man will actually have a baby. We are, we are living in the twilight zone. You cannot have a baby. You cannot become a girl. Here's my personal pronouns. I'm going to call you what you're supposed to be called. My goodness, folks, wake up. You guys are okay, but I'm talking to everyone else. And young adults, this is for you. Persistent programming. Where you look is what you find. Man, I don't know how transparent. Pastor Abram, can I be a little transparent? It's okay. Well, you know, because people use stuff against you. I finally met Morgan when I stopped going to schooners. I think Perry, who used to be one of our ushers, is a bouncer there. He might have kicked me out a few times. But God, clear as day, you want Mrs. Wright, you need to become Mr. Wright. Where you look is what you find. I mean, I can't go too deep. Whiskey a go-go, Hollywood Boulevard, Vegas, Laughlin. I'm going to find them there? Give me a break. Because when you're looking, for, you follow Christ and see who keeps up. Where you look is what you find. I'm not in church looking, but God might bring the right person. I'm just worshiping, shopping, then God might bring the right person. This is so important for young adults. Because now they just call it eye candy. Well, that's what Eve called the fruit. The eyes are deceptive. The lust of the flesh is very deceptive. Many people when they say, oh, I'm in love. They're not in love, they're in lust. Persistent programming. Where you look is what you find. He said, thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And I picture, can you, can you picture David? I, I can. I, I don't think he's like... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just... That's what... It's like, God, I give you everything. It's expression. It's expression. This is David who used to kill people. He took a rag and a rock and slung it around. 
and killed Goliath. He took out Philistines. This man of war. And he got so excited when the ark came back in that he leaped for joy. And his wife said, oh David, why are you embarrassing yourself? I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul, my soul shall be... A, and for me, when I do it, it's not... And the reason I, I didn't do it for many years is I don't want to be showy. I don't want to be super spiritual. Actually, if you knew my heart, it's the opposite. I, I, I would just lay on that floor during worship and just... God, because there's just something when you feel the magnitude of God and the expression, there's what else is higher than this? Watch the Super Bowl. You'll be seeing a lot of this. No. Shirts off, faces painted, drunk as a skunk. Oh, they're excited. They're expressing, but they get to church, they're handcuffed. They're worshiping the wrong things. See, we all express something. David said, I lift up holy. Paul said, I lift up holy hands, I believe. All these verses come to me. Somebody said it. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and with fatness. That just means marrow is of the bones and fatness. It means, it means when, when a, we can't relate now, but back then, <clears throat> not a lot of people were plump. It was, you know, my dad used to call me lead britches. Uh, oaky, right? Corn fed. Growing up chubby. <laughs> it's a battle. It doesn't get easier as you get older. Some Pastor Abraham, somebody told Pastor Abraham the other day, Shane, looks like he's gaining, look, lifting weights. No, it's down here. It's not up here. <laughs> you got to work hard. But marrow and fatness. It's, it's, so like his soul is satisfied, just like the body would be satisfied with food. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Remember this. Worship is a lifestyle of blessing God. We are called to bless God. Wait a minute. God blesses us, I thought. No, we are. The Bible, there's lots of verses where we bless God. Just look up what the word bless means. It means expressions of gratitude. Oh, my soul blesses you. My heart looks to you. Oh, God, I bless you. I express my gratitude towards you. Lifting hands. I did this for the young adults. Is not dope, lit, or sick. Oh, wait. Is, or it is. Oh yeah, it's, it's not dope, litter, sick to a dying world, yet they'll worship Satan. When I have three teenagers at home, I know what these words mean now. Isn't it funny how language changes? Dope, lit, sick, bling, bling. What is, what is this stuff? It's talk normal. <laughs> but the Old Testament blessing was about things. God would prosper. But in the New Testament, we get God. God is the blessing. We get God. I don't know why, but every time I read, I just, I just smile. When they went into the promised land, do you know there's a tribe that didn't get any land? They didn't get anything. Nope, sorry. Sorry, Levites. But then this verse, God said, I'm your inheritance. Man, I don't, I just get chills sometimes reading that. Like pause, highlight, highlight again, put the date I read that. I'm your inheritance. And I can just picture some of the Levites. Oh, darn it. I wanted that house by the river. But young adults, remember that. They're, the world is dying. What is influencing you? What is influencing you? 
I prayed about putting these up and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't know if not everyone might be, but let me show you the first picture. This is what young adults are exposed to. Sam Smith at the Grammys. Yay! Yay! Isn't that great? Yay! Hold, hands raised to Satan, not God. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.